Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Acosti. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Acosti. morning. I'm Fazia Costi. I'm your host, and I am an executive function coach based here in Arizona, but I do work nationally with clients all over the country. I work with children as well as adults diagnosed with um, autism, anxiety, ADHD, dyslexia, or even memory issues. Um, I help them improve their lives by helping them improve their executive functioning skills. I offer customized webinars for parents, teachers, and professionals Feel free to check out my website at executivefunctioncoachaz.com for more information. You can also call me for a free consultation at 480-648-1122. And make sure you check out my website for our upcoming free virtual summit. We're going to have eight speakers over three days. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And the summit is about setting up your kids for success. It's June 7th. 8th and 9th of this coming year, of this year. (laughs) So hopefully you can uh, join us for that wonderful free summit. Today, I would love to introduce you to our wonderful guest, Dr. Tracy Moreno. Uh, Welcome to the show, Dr. Moreno. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm great. Well, um, would you like to tell us a little bit about uh, your background and and what what makes you um, so wonderful at what you do? (laughs) Thank you. So I'm a licensed psychologist, and I now have a private practice in Cave Creek, Arizona. And I originally started my career as a forensic psychologist, and I worked at a maximum security prison in Los Angeles County, which was quite the experience. And then from there, I went, I was the director of mental health services at a community clinic, uh, Antelope Valley Community Clinic in Lancaster, California. And after doing that for so many years and in such an um, intense kind of um, negative, in a sense, environments and very difficult environments, uh, that it started getting to me after a while. And I realized that I wanted to uh, move into something that was a little bit more open and free and positive. And that's when I opened up my practice. We moved to Arizona and we have two acres of property here. We try to do our sessions outdoors. We have beautiful gazebo areas outdoors where we meet with people and uh, we do different things like Reiki and energy healing, sound healing, crystal healing, uh, Thai massage, equine coaching, all kinds of different other treatment modalities besides our traditional therapy. That's amazing. So today we're going to talk about the importance of taking care of your body, your mind, and your spirit, and and how you offer the tools to do that. And, And I'm sure as we go through this interview, you'll talk more specifically about the different therapies and and how they're um, how they're used. So um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit. Um, if, if someone had a problem in their life and they see a psychologist, is that enough for somebody to heal? Well, I used to think so <laughs> until I really got into my private practice and I started to kind of expand my horizons. And what I was seeing is 
that if somebody has um, like even a fractured or even broken body or spirit, they can only um, heal so much. And so I was, I was hitting a wall with that. And so, you know, as a psychologist, I can, I, as a psychologist, I can of course help the mind part, but I realized that we have to be healing everything for real change to happen. Absolutely. Cause everything is so connected. Mm-hmm. And do you find that your therapists, when they work together, that they find uh, faster healing? Is it a higher quality of healing? How does that work? All of it together. I mean, since I've been collaborating with some other professionals, well, let me uh, go back a little bit. So when I sure. first started, I was trying to kind of do all this myself. And I was doing the therapy for about 45 minutes of the session. And I was trying to end the last 15 minutes with, you know, doing different things like going through breathing techniques and grounding and um, mindfulness and, you know, with guided meditation and doing different things like that and trying to teach them about like basic spiritual concepts and energy. And, and it just, One, it wasn't, it was taking the time away from the actual therapy piece. And then second, I realized this just isn't my specialty. I know this stuff, but why not really reach out and bring in and collaborate with other professionals in these areas and integrate everything as part of their treatment plan. So that's what I began doing. So we now have a spiritual coach who is a, um, an astrologer and an intuitive guide. He's also a Reiki master and crystal healer. Then we also have um, somebody who kind of made up the title of being a mindful movement coach. And she is a sound healer, also a Reiki master and um, a yoga instructor. And then, of course, we have we have mini donkeys on our property. So I love that. <laughs> right? they're, they're so adorable. So they were originally just, they're our pets. We just love them and they just sit there and look pretty. But I thought, I, I, I'm a real believer in um, pet therapy and equine therapy. So I said, why not? Why not put them to work? And so we have now, I now work with an equine coach as well. I love that. I always call nature the reset button. To me, it's like this wonderful thing. You go out into nature, you connect with animals. Somehow it like sets the reset button so that you can get perspective on life. You can kind of see things in a different way, in a calmer way. It's almost like meditation. It, it is. I mean, and I say there are no rules for meditation. I mean, even when I run, I say it's meditation. It is. Anything that focuses you and brings you present and just helps you connect mind, body, spirit is meditation to me. Absolutely. If you can change your brain waves to a calmer state, you are meditating. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I love that. Yeah. In fact, I just did a presentation on that like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, that's good. It was awesome. It was oh, really awesome. Good. Yeah. They ha- that's why too, in, in working outdoors, it's it's so much it's so much more freeing because people are just so much more relaxed than going into a an office and maybe there's a window in it if you're lucky but a lot <laughs> there's not even a window and you're just sitting across from a basically a stranger and having to like pour out your heart and it's such an uncomfortable sometimes situation and 
I find that with bringing people outdoors, we're just sitting there. Like my office is the gazebo by the pool and we're just sitting there like two normal people just chatting and people bring their guard down a lot quicker. So that rapport is developed a lot quicker. And that, you know, that uh, takes off a lot of time on uh, the progression, how, how quickly they progress through the therapy. And it just, and they make, so not only are they making progress faster, it's because we're working on all these different areas as well. It's just a more thorough process where they can put all the pieces of their life together and incorporate everything. And I just see people leaving feeling more kind of whole. Yeah, I love that. I love that it's so holistic. I really do. Um, Does therapy work for everyone? You know, that's a really tricky question because it really depends on the person. They need to be open to the process. And it really depends on too. I, I always say it doesn't matter. You could come to me every single day for therapy, but it really matters how, what you do with it outside of therapy. So if people are really committed to working and practicing the concepts outside of the sessions, because we're giving people tools and we're challenging people, we are definitely not the ones to kind of sit back and nod our heads and just agree. So, you know, we're doing that work. So if they're doing the work along with us, it absolutely can. Um, The tricky part gets when they have, um, where it might be more closed-minded or where they're being kind of told to come here. Like if a teen is kind of being forced to come by their parents or somebody in a marriage is kind of, uh, it's, it's maybe that's the ultimatum to stay. Well, you know, I'm going to leave if you don't go to therapy. And that is where it generally doesn't work. We really have to have that commitment from the client. But yes, it, it can with that commitment. Wonderful. What, what ages do you serve? Like you were talking about teenagers and you were talking about adults in, in relationships. Um, what age groups do you serve or what, what types of um, challenges would somebody have to come to you with so that you could help them? So we do uh, 13 and up, mostly 13 to 65. And we mostly, we specialize in treating depression, anxiety, PTSD, uh, and other types of trauma, including developmental trauma. And, but we also deal a lot with, because we also do a life coaching piece. And so we're dealing with a lot of life transitions in general, or just people having a difficult time navigating through whatever circumstances they're going through. It could be um, grieving, you know, the loss of a loved one or uh, going through a divorce or trying to even decide whether they want to get a divorce or break up with somebody. Um, I have new parents that are just kind of going through the transition of, you know, balancing everything or people wanting to uh, find a new job or change their career path, different things like that. So we have different, we have a little bit of everything. It sounds like it. So it sounds like you're kind of a cross between like wellness Mm -hmm. and therapy. Like you're kind of like right in the middle of that. You're not really one or the other. You're kind of both. 
Well, yes, because we do encourage all of it together. And so, but I do do, I am a very traditional style therapist that does CBT motivational interviewing. I do a little bit of psychodynamic. And so I, I am, I hold mine and that was kind of where I was um, getting off into those other areas in the beginning of my practice. And that's where I thought, you know what, let me, I need to, I need to stick with what I do best. And because that's going to help people the most and then go off into those other different areas. But the key, I think why, what makes us different is a lot of therapists will recommend, oh, you know, maybe you should try Reiki or massage therapy, or, you know, you need a lot of um, therapists recommend now yoga and you should do, you should meditate, but they're not actually incorporating it into the treatment plan and offering those services here. And I think that's what makes us different. Yes, that definitely does make you different. I, I tend to uh, recommend hypnotherapy and um, a lot of meditation. I pretty much ask all my clients to meditate, but I walk them through that. I teach them how to do that. Right. Um, I give them recordings on how to do that, you know, where I'm sitting with the client recording it as we're going through the session so that they can have that to refer back to later. And that's really the key because as we all know, you give somebody a a recommendation and I don't know, maybe I'll be generous and say 20% of the people actually go do it, you know? And so you oh, really yeah. have to walk them through the process. Absolutely. If, if I told somebody, I need you to go home and meditate, they're just going <laughs> to look at me with this blank face. Like, what does right. that mean? Right. What does right. that mean exactly? I go home and meditate. I have to be very precise. I want you to... I, let's go through an actual meditation together. We'll, I'll do a guided meditation with you. We'll record it. You can listen to that later and follow that pattern. When you're not sure, listen to the meditation. Right. Here, here's where you need to do it. Here's how you need to do it. The whole, you know, where, when, why, everything yeah. <laughs> has to be included. And that in the why is super important. And that goes back to the commitment from the client and having that kind of buy-in because a lot of times too, we recommend these things like say, you know, yoga, I can't tell you how many times that if I recommend yoga or meditation, people kind of, you know, you get the eye roll of like, Oh "Oh, yeah, I hear this this everywhere. And it's like, well, why aren't you doing it? And they're like, well, what does it do? Why? And so we really, we really go through and try to connect our, our different pieces with mind, body, spirit, and how that is actually how those other areas are going to help you psychologically. You know? well, I, yeah, I love that you offer all of these things in one place because I am a big believer in all of these things. And so mm-hmm. I actually see a Reiki master. I actually see um, somebody, awesome. for, you know, I, I meditate, I do yoga. So all yeah. of these things are things that I practice. And so when I recommend it to somebody, I can tell them how it benefits me. Right. You know, and then I have them track how maybe their sleep is improving or how maybe their communication is improving. And so as they start tracking these things and they see progress, um, they do it more and more often. I have some clients that meditate twice a day (laughs) for Mm -hmm. 10 minutes, morning and night. And and I tell them, you know, if you go for a hike, that's meditation. That counts. Yes. Yes. You know, so as long as you're changing that brainwave, you're good. Right. So it's a, it's a wonderful practice to have. And I really wish that more people would practice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 
what they, I love it too, because with everything here and we have the different providers is that when they come here, they, they gain a whole support system because I find like a lot of people, they don't have a big support system or kind of the support system they have is more um, where there's judgment or pressure or where they tell one person and the whole family knows and, you know, things like that. And so, and of course, all of our providers operate just as I do with confidentiality and HIPAA and and things like that. So sure. They have that whole support, that whole team behind them as well, which is really nice. They come to the property. They think, you know, that it's like they're at home. <laughs> so it's nice. And, and, you know, honestly, I think that's how therapy should be. It shouldn't be cold. I agree. It should be this wonderful, warm, oh, yeah. safe place that you come in and let your guard down and know right. that everyone in that space is there to support you and help you on your journey to healing and, and feeling more, you know, whole. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful thing. Sometimes even the support alone is is so helpful to people. Absolutely. I I agree with you 100%. Um, How long does somebody typically work with you? Um, So from the day they come in and they start doing all the different therapies, how how does that process work and how long do they stay with you? So I always say it takes – I don't know how you feel about this, but you know how the typical is, oh, it takes six weeks to uh, get out of a habit. I am not about um, the the six-week theory uh, because I I see those as being more um, not permanent lifestyle changes, and that's what we're trying to do here, and and so I, my theory is six months to answer it (laughs) as simply as possible is I think that you really have to engage in these types of therapies for six months only because you've got to realize that you, we are trying to change core belief systems that have been present in people's minds since childhood, sometimes even in the womb. And that takes some time. So if you're, people are coming to us in, you know, in their, even their twenties or forties, you've had this belief system that you've been operating your life on for 20 years. It's going to take more than six weeks to, you know, really change that. And, you know, first we have to break down that belief system and then we have to replace it with a more appropriate, positive functioning belief system. So that takes a while. I don't know. What is your theory on timelines like that? Do you? I don't, I don't like them. (laughs) I think everybody's different. I agree with you. I think everyone's different. What I tell my clients is I see some, some people like they come in, they might need one or two things and I might see them for just a few weeks. They might come in and say, you know, that's all I needed. Yeah. And whether or not they actually need more is not my business. That's their business. So if they don't think they need anything else from me, that's fine. Um, but most of my clients typically work with me for at least six months to maybe two, three years. And, okay. and it's a lot of, you know, just even though as, as an executive function coach, a lot of what I do is help them with their organization, time management. Those are for the younger kids, the older the adults, it's more about organizing their thoughts, talking yes. about transitions, how to plan long-term, short-term, and, and how to break those negative thought processes right. so that they're not holding you down. You know, right. I, I had a client who um, actually called me one day, and she, she hardly ever calls me just randomly. And she said, 
I had a really bad day today. And I said, tell me what happened. And she said, she's, you know, pretty much everything went wrong. She didn't get directions to this place. She was late. I mean, everything went wrong. And she said, it was reminding her of the time before she and I worked together. And she goes, I didn't know how far I had come until I fell. Yeah. And I, and, and I thought, yeah, you know, that, that's a really good way of putting it. And so I assess every three months just to kind of tell people, you know, um, to, to kind of show them how they're making their progress. But it, it definitely, to have that permanent life change, it definitely takes time. Right. And people do get impatient. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, that's why I always try to answer that question. Although I do preface, like you said, like every client is different. But interestingly enough, well, a lot of therapists will do not really enjoy working with teens unless, of course, they specialize with teens. Like a lot of them would prefer working with, you know, adult population. But I find I have just fallen in love with working with teens because shockingly, sometimes it takes one session with them where they just get it, you know, and it clicks and they're not as, you know, like we said, you've had, you know, 20, 30 years, 40 years of these like ingrained belief systems that are causing this dysfunction in your life. It takes a lot longer. Teens are so open. Absolutely. And they just, and they, they take in what you say and I've had, you know, so it could just be one, two, three sessions and they're done and they've got it. And then they yep. might call you back in maybe, you know, two years or something or a year when something else comes up. But again, they only need that like one little check-in to kind of check to see, if, you know, if their thinking is yeah is adaptive or maladaptive and they they fix it and move on. It's, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's funny how they do that. Yeah, I love working with kids. I love yeah. working with kids. And usually when I, when I work with kids, they'll work with me for like a year or so. And then so like maybe seventh grade, we work together for a year and then they go and do their thing. They might come back to me right before high school. Right. And they call it a tune-up. We call it a tune-up. Like we're yeah. going to have a tune-up. We're just going to take those skill sets and we're going to bump them up to the next level. Right. You know, just to make sure that you are successful in this higher level, um, you know, mindset. Right. Well, that's really, that's really important too, because in talking about those belief systems, and if you're talking with somebody that is an adult, if you, if you think about it, there, people as adults are functioning off of belief systems they, they developed when they were in elementary school or middle school or something like that. I mean, just think of how maladaptive that is, you know? So if you have the, if you have the kids and you're doing your tune-ups Every few years, you're uh, reworking those belief systems and just kind of preventing them from even getting into those maladaptive places that, you know, where we would. Exactly. You know, and it's funny that you say that because I work with uh, I work with a gentleman who's in his 70s and he has a daughter who has uh, a mental issue and she's staying home. She lives with him and his wife. His wife has a lot of medical issues and he gets very agitated because of certain things. And so we have to spend a lot of time just talking about, you know, why something is or isn't okay. You know, like right. the thought process that goes with that. And and he's always just kind of baffled at how I come up with these things. I'm like, well, that that's just not a healthy way of looking at it. You know, right. if you change the way you look at it, you won't have that anxiety. If you change the way you look at it, you won't be so stressed. Right. right. <laughs> so it's really, it's really interesting. It's well, really, I, 
I always say too, with the, with kids and teens, it's less about the teens and more about the parents. And I just, Oh yeah. So kind of funny how the parents <laughs> just drop their kids off and they're like, here, yeah. them, you know, and you're like, ah, I think you should stay. <laughs> you know, And it's, I, I, you know, I hate to compare, you know, people to animals, but <laughs> you know, with classical conditioning, it's very, it is very similar because it's not about, you know, we can work with the teens as much as possible, but they can only do so much changing in, you know, the, the, the environment, the family environment, the family has to change. It's kind of like, you know, with, with dog training, you know, Cesar Milan doesn't train the dogs. He trains the owners. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I use that exact same example. When I talk to parents, <laughs> I had a dog. I love this dog. Her name was Molly and she was a lab. And when I got her, she had like the most ridiculous behavior imaginable. And so I hired a dog trainer that actually trained with Caesar Milan. And he came in and and, um, he came in to train the dog, quote unquote. (laughs) He did a two hour training session with me. He never even met the dog. (laughs) And so I tell people, I said, you know, a lot of issues are really, you know, if we just change our parenting style a little bit, I'm not saying you're a bad parent. I'm saying you just have to change a little bit and you'll get a different result. And then you won't have these issues. So I usually work with families holistically. But yeah, that is a funny story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, what's kind of even funnier after I I use that analogy with people, like after that, I'll do that. you know where you like, oh yeah yeah the bark and the bite yeah if anybody knows this. <laughs> right right so when any so when like the the parents are saying and they start to they start to fall back in uh their old kind of thought pattern mm-hmm. you know, i'll just kind of sh- and yeah provide some comic relief as well. <laughs> we try to, we try yeah. to we add humor to i haven't it. seen that in a long time <laughs> <laughs> that's funny well, then they end up, they tell me they end up doing that at home, like, yeah, know, <laughs> with each other. So that's, that's hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. Humor and therapy because, you know, we just, everybody ends up taking life just way too seriously sometimes. And I think mm-hmm. that's what really causes so much anxiety and depression too. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. And um, we're going to take a break here in a couple minutes before we take our break. Um, would you like to tell people how to connect with you? Should they be interested in your services? Yes. So we have a website. It's freespiritcoaching.org. And uh, they can also call or text message 480-220-0020. And my email address is freespiritcoaching at aol.com. Yes, AOL. Don't make fun of me. (laughs) Somebody once told me that uh, people who use AOL are very committed people. Like they're kind of the the kind of people that you want as friends because they're they're just going to stick with you. (laughs) We are loyal. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. um, Wow. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Dr. Tracy about the importance of taking care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. And we're going to talk specifically about how to do that. And so we've got lots of questions. Um, If you'd like to call into the show, feel free to do so. 
Um, I'm Fazia Costi. I'm an executive function coach here in Arizona, and I do work nationally with children as well as adults diagnosed with ADHD, autism, anxiety, dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, minor traumatic brain injuries, or memory issues, and I help them improve their lives um, by helping them improve their executive function skills. And please make sure you check my website at executivefunctioncoachaz.com and take a look at our free virtual summit coming up June 7th, 8th, and 9th. We'll have eight speakers over three days, and we're going to talk about setting your kids up for success for the following school year. It's going to be an amazing summit, so and it's free, so please make sure you join us for that. And we'll be back after these uh, messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fazia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fozzie works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fozzie plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Want to learn how to remember your future? Introducing a brand new listening experience, The Whole in One, life stories of love, wisdom, and truth with your host and guide, Sheila E. Herein from Ireland. Join Sheila on this amazing journey of discovery as she interviews a menagerie of specially selected guests to help you to change the narrative of your life. It only takes one day to change your life. Tune in to Whole in One with Sheila E. Herein every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time on your Voice America Empowerment Channel and learn how to tell yourself that different story. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi. I'm your host. And today we are talking to Dr. Tracy Moreno. And we're talking about the importance of taking care of your mind, body, spirit, and how to do it. So welcome back to the show, Dr. Moreno. Thank you. 
Yeah. So uh, let's pick up where we left off from before the break. We were talking a little bit about uh, the different um, types of therapies and the support systems. But um, is there anything that you'd like to add to what we were talking about earlier? Or should we just move forward and talk about something else? Well, we can go into maybe how these different other treatment modalities help and how it does connect to um, healing somebody psychologically. It's like you read my mind. Please, (laughs) let's start there. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, one of the biggest things is um, trauma and other symptoms of depression and like anxiety are held within the body. And so, and these come out and we see that in terms of our, when we're experiencing something like that, our heart starts to race, our muscles begin to contract, our breathing becomes shallow, things like that. I mean, sometimes if, you know, if we're ignoring something mentally or emotionally, we can become physically sick. So, we have to be able to counteract those symptoms. And that's why it's so important. Um, So if we're talking about just the body work, why things like yoga and breath work and even massage is very important. Because if a a client is really uh, distressed, even by talking about their problems or what's going on, then I can only do so much because I have to work within their level of comfort. And so we have to kind of prep that body work because if somebody can begin to open up physically, they can begin to open up uh, emotionally. And so that's really a key piece. And because we, you know, as you know, one of the biggest things is safety. People have to feel safe. Absolutely. So in yoga, if you think about um, how yoga would help psychologically, we, well, mentally and emotionally, we tend to, when there's a problem in front of us, we immediately like kind of retract, right? Our muscles contract, we avoid, that's where our defense mechanisms kick in. We, you know, avoidance, repression, denial, things like that. And we have to learn to lean into it in effect. And yoga really helps with that because if you've done any sort of deep stretching or if you've done yoga in the past, or even if you've done maybe like weight training, you know that you have to breathe through it and you have to kind of like, you go into your stretch and when it starts to hurt, you don't just go out of it. You don't retract. What you've got to do is you've got to take that deep breath in and then you slowly lean into it a little bit more to deepen the stretch and then you hold it there. And Mentally and emotionally, we're not taught to, one, sit in the pain, just sit with it without running. And then even more so, we're definitely not taught to lean into it. And so right. the phys- being able to learn how to do this physically helps us emotionally. Yeah, that's wonderful. So... You said you have horses on your property. Can you talk a little bit about how the horses help with the therapy? Sure. We have many donkeys on our property, but our equine coach has a ranch that's not too far from us, and she has beautiful horses. So equine coaching is great for people who are maybe a little bit more shy or guarded, um, have difficulty 
expressing themselves or even identifying what they're feeling. And so because it's an indirect way of working through your own problems, because everything is kind of like focused on, we'll say the horses. And so you're kind of doing like a, a comparison. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of, so we have, well, we have two donkeys here, Faith and Grace, and Grace is more um, very open, walks right up to people, is very trusting and loving. And Faith is a little bit more guarded. She's a little bit more hypervigilant and she, it takes her some time to, to warm up to people. And so somebody can come in, we did a teen equine workshop recently. And so a teen can come in and say, why doesn't she like me? Why doesn't Faith like me? And you have to, and that's where we, so how they're mirroring how we're kind of functioning in society. Sure. And, you can, and then you take that and you kind of say, well, why, why do you think that? You know, because what we, our perception is based on our own experience in life. So it, then we would assume that that teen has obviously had those experiences in life or perceives people when when it's not, you know, they're personalized, something that is just not personal. Because in reality, the donkey has, it's not personal at all. It has nothing to do with the teen. Right. Within herself, having trust issues. And that's most of us in life. You know, our behavior, our reactions towards other people have 90% of the time have nothing to do with the other person. And it's all within us. So like something like that is a great teaching moment. Yeah, that's wonderful. Can you talk to me a little bit about the other therapies, like more specifically how they help individuals maybe open up to therapy and, and healing? So our other work is um, our spiritual piece of it. And one thing I want to note with spirituality is, you know, of course, if somebody is spiritual or religious, it can you know, it can help us in so many ways. It helps us believe in something greater than ourselves. It helps take us out of our immediate situation and helps us find purpose for pain, things like that. But it doesn't have to have anything at all to do with spirituality or religion. So it can, what we do in those cases is we focus just on energy and the universe. So we focus on, you know, people's how to uh, work with our own energy, how to work with other people's energy and how to work with the energy of the universe. And so that's, a, that's usually really important because people will usually say, well, I'm not, I'm not religious or I'm not spiritual. Or one of the biggest things is, well, I don't believe in that. And I'm kind of like, well, energy is, is a fact, <laughs> you know, even if you have a scientific mind, energy is, energy is very proven. So it, it's kind of like, you can't not believe in energy. I mean, we yeah. are made up of energy. We need energy. Exactly. Survive, right. <laughs> so let's just take it, take it from there. I always tell people, you know, gravity exists, whether you believe it in it or not, right. it's still there. So yeah. Right. And sometimes we call it different things, you know, for, you know, obviously, um, Eastern medicine, it's, you know, we, we consider it to be like auras and we talk about chakras within the body. And then Western medicine, um, you know, they, they refer to it as our biofield. 
And, but regardless of where you are in the world and what your beliefs are, there's been no dispute that energy does exist. And so, you know, and it's important for us to, our energy has to flow properly. Like if you look at um, maybe like a, a drainage pipe, you know, uh, under your sink or something, if it, if part of it gets clogged, it's like the, the back end of it gets all backed up and the front end of it isn't receiving any of that energy because there's that blockage there. Our body works the exact same way. And we have to be able to work with that energy to make it flowing again. Because when it's not, when, that, when there is a blockage, it can cause physical and emotional distress. So like physical could be like where you have fatigue or headaches and I call it like a stress ball where you would have like people tend to hold their stress maybe in their back, their lower back, their neck or shoulders. And, um, and then for when we're, when we have an emotional blockage that could come out in terms of feeling sadness or anger or anxiety, fear, things like that. So some of the, the relief that we provide is energy work like Reiki and sound healing. I remember you said earlier that you had, that you see um, a Reiki master, right? Yes. Yes. So you're well aware and people always, people who aren't familiar, it could feel weird because as you know, you're kind of laying there on maybe a massage table or somewhere and, but they're not actually touching you. Every once in a while, they could touch you very gently in certain places, but in general, they, they're not even really touching you because they're working with your energy. And so they don't need to touch you. And so it's, it's kind of weird. And people say, people will say afterwards, I don't know what happened, but something definitely happened. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I've had some pretty amazing experiences after a Reiki session. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there, there is actual scientific evidence, like in, you know, um, not just Western medicine, but our, our Eastern medicine that is acknowledging that Reiki does work on our energy around us. And it will, there's evidence showing that it shifts the body from a fight or flight response into a relaxation state, uh, like similar to meditation. And so if you think about that from like what we do, imagine the benefits of how this could help in therapy because you're able to safely dig. And remember I talked earlier when in working with the body is safety. That is key to being able to really challenge somebody and dig deeper psychologically. And so imagine, so we could work with somebody for, I don't know if we're seeing them weekly, it could be a month before we could get them to a point or more. I would say maybe a month minimal sometimes. Oh yeah. How deep that resistance is to get them to where they're calm enough to do, to even go further in the therapy and do that digging. Whereas a one hour Reiki session can get them there. I mean, that's amazing. Like that is amazing. Why wouldn't psychologists, you know, therapists use that tool to their advantage and get people there faster. And that kind of goes back to with the question you asked earlier is how, how does incorporating mind, body, spirit treatment into helping people progress faster. And like, that's a perfect example. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about massage. Um, What kinds of massage do you offer at your um, location? And and tell me the difference between the different types of massages. 
Okay. So we, we have Thai massage, which is very different than say like a, the normal Swedish massage. So have you ever had a Thai massage? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a people- big advocate of massage. I, I, yeah, I think it's one of the most amazing things you could ever do for yourself. Right. Yeah. So, and well, the Thai massage, we do it. Um, if you've had a Thai massage before, most people will say, especially in Thailand, they're apparently like a little bit more uh, aggressive in a sense, and they're not really worried about your comfort level necessarily. So we don't do like that, <laughs> that level of it. We have a very a more gentle approach. And since we're tying it into the therapy, we are you know, the, the, the therapist, the Thai massage therapists are walking the client through, you know, putting them in one of those deeper stretches and having them breathe through it. And then that goes back to what I was explaining earlier with yoga is learn is teaching people how to emotionally sit in the pain, right. And then take a deep breath and lean into it and move and move into it because, and the benefit of that psychologically is when we do repress, deny, ignore, shove down all that stuff that we've been taught to do, it stays with us. We're not really ignoring it. That's just a, a, you know, a lie we've convinced ourselves of. And we're just like packing it in that, you know, suitcase and carrying it with us. Whereas if we can learn to sit with it and, and stay in that uncomfortable place for a little bit and lean into it and deal with it in the moment, it goes away. And then we're only dealing with it for, you know, an hour, a day, a week, whatever, it, you know, whatever it might be, as opposed to 10 years, 15, 20 years until you decide to come to therapy, <laughs> you know? Well, it's kind of like a yoga stretch. Once you're, right. once you've finished that stretch, you feel really good. Right. And you learn to breathe, like things like through the, through massage and through yoga, you learn, I mean, most of us don't breathe properly. That's huge too. And that's also what we learn with, with massage, with yoga, with meditation. And we, you know, we have to breathe in the diaphragm and get that breath really low because a lot of times when we are heightened emotionally, we're breathing very shallow. And we have to learn to open up our lungs, open up the muscles in our body and really breathe. And, you know, that's another eye roller for clients. It's like, well, you need to breathe. Are you breathing? And they're like, yes, I'm breathing, you know, but it's like, no, are you breathing properly? Exactly. And that's really the key is the (laughs) properly. (laughs) And I'm telling you, guaranteed, they, they, most of the time they, they don't, they don't know how. And we walk them through that and go through different breathing techniques And if you do, if you find, you know, if if you find just like one quick breathing technique that you enjoy, that each person enjoys, and you do that, you incorporate that into your daily life. And when you begin to um, get worked up emotionally, maybe not, if you're already at a heightened point of emotion, the breathing techniques will help, but to a point, the key is really to do them at a lower level before you get all worked up. And then when you're able to do that, you calm down so quickly. I mean, immediately, and it'll change your brain chemistry. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. You know, I, in my work, I, I do 
I offer meditation, I offer midline exercises, mm-hmm. and then, you know, so I do try to incorporate all three, but not to the extent that you do. You do a phenomenal job of, of incorporating that mind, body, spirit in a really wonderful way, and I, I love that. I really Thank do. <clears throat> One of the other things we have is sound healing, and that's probably, um, I think most people by this point have probably heard of Reiki, but sound healing, I think, is more new for people. And people always want to know, like, how that actually helps. Like, it's a very relaxing experience and the sounds are very beautiful. But what does it actually do? And how is this going to help me? And I always say, like, at, at the most basic level, think of just music, right? Like, right. music changes people's lives. It Just hearing a song that you it it triggers memory it triggers you know emotions people we can cry to music it can put us it can motivate us so even at that most basic level you see how it affects us physically and emotionally so with sound healing we use um, things like drums you can use a gong and uh, we have the crystal singing bowls and Tibetan singing bowls things like that and each of the different, Uh, instruments has a different frequency, which also affects different parts of our body, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so we put all those together um, to have like kind of like a whole body healing, or we can focus on certain aspects of the body, like say with the heart chakra, we can focus and use those specific um, instruments that have those frequencies that affect the heart and that energy. And so, um, and what it does is it sinks the brain waves to put us in a very relaxed state, almost like a sleep state. It's a little bit deeper than meditation. It might be similar to like maybe a hypnotic state, but it's not, it's definitely not hypnotic. (laughs) Hypnosis. <laughs> Hypnosis. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, and it it just vibrates. And again, if we go back to talking about the flow of the energy, like when I was explaining the Reiki, it um, with the drainage pipe, right? It unblocks any energy blockage, and it helps us just have that energy flowing properly. So all parts of us are getting equal amounts of energy. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And and could you tell everybody what that's called again? It's sound healing. Sound healing, just what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> wow that that is um, that is definitely something I have not done, but I've been very interested in it. Actually, I probably do a little bit of it at, at home, but I've never done it professionally. So I think that's really fascinating. Oh, you um, definitely but- should try it. We have sound healing classes that we do as groups. We do it one on one also. But we also do group classes. We try to do maybe like one a month. Oh, yeah. I will definitely try one of those. That's definitely try one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. So um, I guess uh, the last question that I have for you is how do you heal the spirit? So with spirit, that would be more of like the energy with, um, well, it could be different things. If they have spiritual or religious beliefs, we kind of tap into what those beliefs are. Um, we're definitely not trying to convert anybody. So we go with, like, we meet you where you're at and we, um, you know, we can try to encourage um, what and strengthen what their current spiritual beliefs are. Um, for example, with, um, 
let's say somebody, the, they're going through grief and the loss of a loved one. And I ask people, well, what are your spiritual beliefs about death? And people can say, you know, probably the more common ones are that people, um, you know, that they, they, they're on, they move on spiritually, they're with us, there's, you know, they believe in maybe even reincarnation, they believe that they're going to see them once they pass also, and, you know, things like that. And, um, or if somebody has kind of like an untimely death, or um, it's kind of a, a, a death of maybe somebody that was younger, that seems very like we can't make sense of it, you know, and, and we talk about, we talk about, um, you know, well, who is in charge of, who do you believe that is in charge of life and death? And it's like, well, you know, God is, and, you know, or whoever you're, you refer to as your higher power. And so it's kind of like, well, if these really are your beliefs, you've, this is where you tap into that. And a belief isn't a belief anyway, until they're actually tested. And if this is what you believe, you've got to hold, you've got to maintain that faith and hold on that one, this isn't our only life and that there is something bigger that we're moving towards and that you are, this person is not leaving you. They're just leaving you in the physical body and you know, things like that um, to try to help us heal. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about the importance of taking care of your mind, body, and spirit. We have a couple minutes before we close the show. Would you mind giving your information out again uh, so that people can contact you? Yes. Our website is freespiritcoaching.org. Our phone number is 480-220-0020. And my email address is freespiritcoaching at AOL.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Moreno. Uh, My name is Fazia Costi, and I'm an executive function coach here based in Arizona. And if you would like to learn more about what I do, feel free to go onto my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also check out um, on the website our upcoming free virtual summit. We will have eight speakers over three days, and we're going to talk about setting up, setting your kids up for success. It's June 7th, 8th, and 9th, and it is a free event. You can register online, and if you go to my website, you can definitely um, sign up right there. Um, once again, that website is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also call me for a free consultation at 480-648-1122. And we offer free consultations. So if you would like to free, have a free consultation, you can feel free to give me a call as well. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next or we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.